Okay, so today we're going to continue and end session uh, 92. This was originally received July 8, 1982. We're deep in the discussion further of a potentiator of mind, card 2, High Priestess, which, as we've said, uh, shows a female character sitting on a cube <clears throat> or, or a box with dark in between two pillars. To her right, it's lighter. To the or her left, it's darker. Her right shoulder, arm, hand, and uh, some portion of the lower body are covered by a shawl or um, a cape which has nice uh, grape uh, flower uh, kind of fruitful uh, design upon it <clears throat> and the left arm is bare from uh, the lower you know upper arm down and perhaps there's a volume uh, that's being hidden or a book or something and she has a upward um, open op open to the upper uh, moon crescent on the crown and <clears throat> and most of her face is veiled and so we completed last time 9230 <clears throat> uh, discussion about the crooks on Sata uh, in the middle and Ra had said that although it's astrological it still uh, illuminates a concept which is a portion of the archetype this is 9230 which has to do with continuation of consciousness, which is being potentiated in incarnation, <clears throat> beyond incarnation, and that's um, not only the fact that uh, we continue after death of the body, but also that uh, the long-term goal <clears throat> and effect, or, or the long-term consequence of continued balanced potentiation of the conscious mind, meaning activation of card two or the subconscious high priestess principle, continued potentiation of mind leads to harvestability, which leads to freedom from reincarnation, which leads to freedom from the experience of death, actually. And so there's not only the... the um, sorrow and loss and emotional upset of leaving the physical death dying into the from the physical uh, space time into time space what we call death there's also the uh, sorrow if you watch the movie astral city astral city or no solar our home uh, which is a great great movie i've said from brazil uh, the, the sorrow of leaving, of losing your loved ones on the astral plane who need to reincarnate back into space-time. <laughs> they feel pain at loss at birth. Birth into the physical is a death from the astral. And death from the physical is a birth to the astral. And so what we call death is leaving the physical to go to the astral for most 3D souls because the, the tarot is all about 3D souls doing 3D uh, evolution to be harvestable, card 22, the, the aeon. Uh, there's the sorrow of losing your loved ones who need to be reborn or leave you uh, in the astral uh, realm to go back to space-time. <laughs> so 
there's the sorrow of loss from the physical, there's the sorrow of loss from the astral for those returning to the physical. And so you get a double hit. And so that's a lot of death. <clears throat> uh, having and losing, having and losing, both on the physical and the astral. And that's a very big deal, actually. And there is a, um, I, I think, uh, an overhang of uh, expected loss in the, the 3D cycling mind or the mind or the soul that hasn't yet freed themselves from 3D reincarnation or the needs to, hasn't really polarized sufficiently on the positive path, which means hasn't potentiated the conscious mind sufficiently to use catalyst to fashion experience, to feed the significator of mind and body and spirit along the way of moving to polarization and no longer needing reincarnation in 3D physical or 3D astral. And so uh, the uh, crooks on sata in the chest or um, worn externally by the high priestess, this uh, that is associated with continuation of consciousness, continuity of consciousness, that is potentiated in incarnation, is the result also of sufficient potentiation or um, har a harvestable grade potentiation of mind by spiritual seeking um, is very much shown also by that crook sansata. So potentiation of mind is the gateway to deathlessness. Right, The spiritual path being particularly associated with clearance of the lower three chakras and activation sufficiently in balance of green, blue, indigo, right, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra, is very much done by spiritual seeking. That spiritual seeking is basically potentiation of the conscious mind by card two or the principle of the potentiating subconscious. And so... Uh, to just say that the Ankh, as Don said, is a sign of life, spirit, enlivening matter is true, but the, um, the, the nitty-gritty, the uh, specifics of it, really is, I think, the link between potentiation of the conscious mind and harvestability and freedom from death <clears throat> and a direct, uh, the, the entry into forevermore forevermore the direct experience of deathlessness. Just harvestability is an experience of deathlessness. As Yeshua said, um, name inscribed in the book of the, the Testament of the Living, the New Testament, <clears throat> is the new book of the living, which is the book of those who are sufficiently, particularly green ray activated, to no longer need to die, which means no longer need to reincarnate in third density, which is the name of the game here. Um, wanders, um, <laughs> we're, we're really uh, in a different position, um, not in the same way as 98% of the population here. So let's go on, 9231, Don goes and asks, were the grapes depicted upon the cloth covering the shoulder of the priestess of Ra's communication? Ra said yes. So that's not astrological, um, it's a fertility of fertility, the fertility associated with the the veiling, uh, in this case, of her of the right hand path, her right shoulder, arm, hand, <clears throat> and more significantly lower torso, is veiled by the cape or the shawl that has the grapes fertility symbol uh, 
you know, embroidered, embroidered upon it, um, the the intrinsic fertility of the veiling of the right hand path. Uh, what's that about? Don asks and says, "We have taken those, meaning the grapes upon the cloth covering her right shoulder, arm, hand, and right lower torso." We have taken those as indicating the fertility of the subconscious mind. Is this correct? Of course, it's correct. Then Ra takes it further and says, This is correct, O student. But note ye the function of the mantle. There is great protection given by the very character of potentiation. To bear fruit is a protected activity. Very, very deep. So we can call it a cape or a shawl. Ra's calling the covering uh, cloth upon her right side a mantle. The mantle um, not only veils and covers but protects. Uh, That protection or shielding of the right way is is because the right-hand path is inevitably what 90% of the souls leaving 3D go on. Right, Ross said their numbers are one tenth hours, Orion. <clears throat> Generally, there are only ten percent of uh, harvests populations in the galaxy. Only ten percent are three D negative pred- predominant harvests. Only ten percent uh, of the souls leaving three D in the galaxy go on the negative service to self path. It seems, and so. Um, the positive path is much more aligned and resonant with the Logos because it's a path of um, of truth and honesty, which is associated particularly with the truth and honesty of the love basis of unity, the unif- unified nature of life. Life is one, all is one, that's reality, that's truth, and that's based in love. And that's not known by the negative path until they get to sixth density, and even then they have trouble. And so... The right-hand path is protected. The left-hand path is not. And that's why the left-hand path folks we see on Earth um, are normally disturbed. These are damaged mind, disturbed mind beings, those on the negative path. They're damaged and disturbed continually. They're basically using dukkha to evolve out of dukkha, using suffering and illusion to evolve out of suffering and illusion, but not until they get into fifth density do they really know what the heck they're doing on their path or what that path is about metaphysically. Meanwhile, those on the positive path know uh, subconsciously that they're following the right way, which is the right-hand path, which is the path of seeking to um, know truth and live in conformity with truth. And so there is great protection uh, by potentiation um, in the right way, on the right side. And so there's, there is, you know, Ra didn't really, um, and, and this is actually where Don picked up at 9233. Um, 9232 saying, yes, there's great protection associated with the very nature of potentiation. To bear fruit is protected activity. You can say that going on the positive path and the negative path is the fruit born of the potentiation of mind for those on both paths in 3D, okay? But it's not on the... She, that The mantle is not on uh, covering all of her body or both arms, only the right. So we can say there's great protection 
uh, given by the very character of positively oriented path protection, to bear fruit on the positive path is protected. Um, and that, I think, is closer. 92.33 explains it. Don says, the protection here seems to be depicted as being on the right-hand side, but not the left. Would this indicate greater protection for the positive path than the negative? Just what I'm saying. Ra said, you perceive correctly an inborn bias offering to the seeing eye and the listing ear, meaning listening, information concerning the choice of the more efficient polarity. We would at this time, as you may call it, suggest one more full query. So, yeah, the inborn bias is the bias of the Logos towards uh, the positive path. (laughs) I mean, the Logos um, offered both paths out of love. Uh, The second principle, law of love. Um, The action of free will, first principle, upon love. Second principle, infinite love as the enabling principle before the seven rays. Uh, That... Um, essential primer, primal creative contribution of love which even though it's not fourth chakra love it's uh, the love that enables light the love that is the basis the infinite love that is the basis of finite light the action of infinite free will upon infinite love giving birth to finite light or an infinite production of finite light Right? Intelligent energy, seven rays, octaves, galaxies. Uh, the resonance between second principle infinite love and fourth chakra dualistic love, um, not well understood by uh, souls until they get into sixth density, by the way. Not to be confused with New Age um, dancing around the maypole, naive love over wisdom, but there is indeed this very profound resonance between green ray and second principle. And so, God is love. Yeah, God is love giving birth to light. God is infinite love as the true nature of a boundless manifest light. Okay, I can dig it. Uh, Coming out of infinite power, intelligent infinities, uh, boundless or infinite free will. So Ross said, this this, um, inboard bias is, I believe, simply the resonance energetically between fourth ray as critical to the positive path and second principle of infinite love critical to the establishment of the octaves and both paths. Uh, And therefore, positive path is more efficient, and that's why 90% of the souls go on it. And I would imagine 90% of the higher selves around got there by the positive path, too. Um, and so uh, that's, that's something to keep in mind. And so there is a certain um, liability to the soul that's on the negative path. And that's why, again, you know, spiritual traditions um, the world round that are talking about successive uh, dimensional evolution... Buddhism, 31 planes, Hinduism, the, the many uh, loka and realms. Um, I think the Sufis have their own mystic, mystical system. Uh, Taoists may or may not talk about planes and dimensions, uh, but there certainly is an understanding of reincarnational success of soul evolution. They all talk about the positive path 
and don't any, even indicate that it's the positive path. It's just the path uh, because it's 90, 90 to 10 or 9 to 1 um, positive entities following or entities following the positive way. So it's a big deal. And um, there are some very intrinsic differences between the positive and negative path in terms of resonance with the logos and in terms of protection. And um, if you do the work of the logos to support the evolution of all, which is the positive path, um, higher dimensional beings like you. <laughs> they want to help you help all. If you help all, all will help you. And if you screw all, then all will screw you. Or at least uh, those that are uh, involved in struggle will struggle you. 9234, Don goes on, I will just then attempt an example of the potentiator of the mind acting, meaning high priestess type act, action would as the infant gains time in incarnation would it experience the potentiator offering both positive and negative potential acts or thoughts shall i say for the matrix to experience which then because of the which then begin to accumulate shall i say in the matrix and color it one way or the other in polarity depending upon its continuing choice of that polarity offered by the potentiator sorry for my burps is this in any way correct or hiccups actually hiccup is uh, different and so Don is asking um, you know it, it's a confused kind of question uh, but it's useful because the, the question is how just how does the potentiator of mind act we know it's act upon by the conscious mind seeking reaching forward to 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 know it's basically the, the conscious mind, the magician, is seeking to know as the basis of doing. It's seeking, it's potent, the potentiation of the conscious mind, led by the conscious mind, uh, which does the reaching, the yang or, quote, male principle. Uh, does this reaching so as to, I mean, what's the basis of seeking? Uh, to seek to know. Mind knows. Body does. Spirit is. Right? Mind knows, body does, spirit is. And so the mind uh, reaching is the reaching to know. The reaching to know is <laughs> starts with understanding, and that's called fourth chakra. And so that's the big problem with the negatives, is they keep seeking to scheme, and they have to keep knowing to keep scheming, but they have to keep avoiding heart knowing and only know 3D, uh, you know, materialist knowing and uh, strategic knowing, but not heart knowing, so they have to keep fighting against themselves. Uh, the mind seeking knowing in order to be acting, right, through the body or speech, uh, how indeed um, that seeking of a conscious mind is met by what kind of action from the potentiator? Does the potentiator uh, offer up positive and negative potential acts or thoughts? <laughs> it's a funny thing. Um, and then the matrix will have uh, experienced some accumulation of the, um, the continued generation of positive and negative thoughts or potential actions from the subconscious. And then the matrix somehow becomes colored um, or shaded or influenced or um, atmospherically changed by 
the accumulation of the potentiator offering up positive and negative thoughts or positive and negative potential activities. Uh, and then what? Uh, that accumulation determines polarity? Uh, I think Don got pretty far ahead of himself here and strung it out. Um, but it is a great question. How indeed does the potentiator act? And what is it producing? It's fertile. It's protected. What is the what? What are the grapes? What are the grapes coming up? And Ra explains ninety two thirty four. Firstly, again, we may distinguish between the archetypical mind and the process of incarnational experience of the mind body spirit complex. Secondly, each potentiation, which has been reached for by the matrix, is recorded by the matrix, but experienced by the significator. The experience of the significator of this potentiated activity is, of course, dependent upon the acuity of its processes of catalyst and experience. <laughs> and right there, with a very heavy answer, the session seem, uh, needs to end. May we ask if there are brief queries before we leave this instrument? And uh, the, that goes to 92.35, the final exchange, and um, the end of the session. Now, uh, we saw this kind of um, mix-up in Don's questioning or way of thinking before, which is um, taking the archetypical mind as the doer in incarnation. It isn't the doer. It's actually uh, a framework in the deep mind, the deep personal mind, or personal racial, human racial, collective human racial mind and personal mind, uh, an architectural structure, a deep mind structure for energy processing. And the energy processing is the processing ultimately um, of, of mind-body um, in incarnation. The body receives uh, uh, experiences uh, sensation, second skanda, uh, feeling. And that's done by contact, pasa, which means the five physical senses, right? Touch, taste, sight, uh, touch, taste, smell, sight, hearing. Uh, the chin, the mouth, the nose, the eyes, the ears. Uh, by those five sense doors, contact, pasa, in Buddhism is made. By that comes sensation. By then the sixth sense, the mind, uh, comes uh, the mental sense, mental perception, the mental perceptual sense door, Buddhism, comes an interpretation of those sensations uh, associated with the five physical senses, touch, taste, smell, sight, hearing. All right. So you've got the five physical perceptual doors with five forms of contact. You've got the sixth perceptual door, or the mind sense, interpreting it interpreting it into the fourth skanda called samskara, or uh, sankara, which is fashioning, or the fashioning of experience from catalyst. And so, sensations in the body are catalyst. Um, the arising thoughts and feelings and memories and images in the mental process arising can also be called catalyst. Um, the response to that is the fashioning of experience, card four, 
Um, and the, the quality of how we respond to catalyst and indeed the degree to which we're distilling love light out of catalyst into experience um, depends on how much, uh, how well potentiated the conscious mind already is. And, but it's not the archetypical mind that is acting. The archetypical mind is um, a way by which the actor or the process of incarnational experience the actor that does the incarnational experience within mind-body-spirit complex, uh, by which it um, evolves, by the increasingly purified distillation or use of catalyst for experience with increasing, basically, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra activation. That's it. You know, I mean, potentiation of um, the conscious mind is basically done by seeking. And the seeking is seeking to know, leading to understanding, which is associated with green ray, right? Acceptance and understanding. The, the fourth dimension, the, the density of understanding, love and understanding. So, by some degree of love, which is unconditional accepting, opening to what is, more and more opening, which includes seeking, seeking to open, and seeking to know, by that comes understanding, which is the knowing that mind achieves by the seeking, which is its self-potentiation, but it's not the mind even doing. It's the one that uses the conscious mind. <laughs> and the one that uses the conscious mind making use of uh, its resources, the potentiator. And the one that's using the conscious mind um, that has this resource of the deep mind that makes use of it increasingly by seeking and understanding and knowing and there and there, thereby acting in accord with that greater knowing and discovering, obviously knowing, which is a discovery, uh, to evolve itself, which is the, you know, greater love-light mm, fashioning, love-light-based fashioning of experience feeding significator. And so that's evolution in 3D, which is not def different than activating the three higher uh, chakras four, five, six, which is really just not different in the end um, than Shila Samadhi <laughs> in the Buddhist uh, triad. Uh, Shila morality ethics is the purification of the lower triad by the activation of four, five, and Samadhi that leads to prajna wisdom or awakening. Second phase Samadhi, you know, concentrative practice, very spiritual practice, right? basically is the um, increased refinement of, of blue-green or green-blue indigo uh, by study, particularly, uh, and uh, or study uh, practice, you know, concentration, meditative work, and leading to insight and release. Uh, that's done by the one that uses the seven-ray self or the one that uses the conscious mind and mind-body-spirit complex, not done by the archetypes. It's um, the archetypes are like the portion of the mental equipment in the way that uh, the physical body is a portion of the mind-body-spirit complex equipment used by the one that uh, is using the seven-ray system. Who is that? The true man without rank, as Lin Shi said. Then, so so don't think that it's the archetypes that are running the show. It's just part of the vehicle. It's part of the mental vehicle. Secondly, Ra explains that 
when the matrix or when the conscious when the when the one <laughs> that uses and experiences a conscious mind uh, seeks to know more fully it reaches to its deep mind and therefore is self-potentiating or mind-potentiating by such a reaching. Each of those seekings and reachings and um, mind-potentiatings is recorded by the matrix, meaning the matrix has changed. The The conscious mind is transformed by its very seeking process, obviously. That's called spiritual transformation. Transformation of consciousness. Expansion of perception. Expand, you know, cleaning the doors of perception. Of course. So, the, 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 the conscious mind is transformed by its seeking. in It's inner seeking, right? Seeking is inner. And that's the difference between the worldly and the spiritual. The worldly fellows and gals uh, seek externally. Physically, interpersonally socially, uh, financially, you know, in the human matrix they seek, rather than seek internally. The the spiritually minded seek externally and internally, but mainly internally. The materialists seek only externally, <clears throat> and the only internal is, is uh, development of uh, mind sufficient to negative use of wisdom, and then black magical when they get to that point. But the matrix is the the conscious mind is transformed by its own seeking that transformation is a kind of recording or a an impressioning a um uh, an altered condition by its uh, seeking to know which is self-potentiation but the It, the um, there's a difference between that recording of the seeking in the conscious mind, but the difference between that and the experiencing of the potentiation, uh, which is done by the by the significator, <laughs> and and so it's not that the significator is another guy; it's that the significator is another aspect uh, of this deep mind architecture. So the significator is the chariot or the charioteer the significator of mind card five. And that's um, a big deal, actually. And so the it's interesting that the significator of mind, chariot, charioteer, also sits within or uh, exists within a very dualistic um, a milieu of right column, left column, and uh, sitting on a box or something like that with um, black and white elements um, arrayed to the right and to the left. Black to its right and left and right, uh, white entity on the bottom. So there's a, a black and white polarity, there's a fourfold uh, rectangularity to the structure of significator of card, or the iconography, the design of the significator of card five, as well as the high priestess two. So there's a resonance there. Uh, so while the significator experiences um, the potentiation uh, or the changed condition of consciousness by its own spiritual seeking, um, 
Ross says that the experience of the significator, the experience of the significator, uh, which is in some ways, um, I would say, akin to the mental elemental, uh, the mental, uh, the monastic unit, as Bailey would say. The experience of the significator of this potentiated activity uh, depends, or of course depends upon the acuity of its processes of catalyst and experience. <coughs> and so um, there is uh, increasing refinement and there are grades of refinement of uh, what, what the deep, what the significator of mind is experiencing by the progression over time of increasingly refined uh, seeking and finding. And so when, when one is young, you know, when I was a child, I had child pursuits, and when I'm an adult or a man, I have adult pursuits and put away my childish things, this kind of view. Um, at earlier levels of the path, earlier stages of the spiritual path, or as an entity approaches harvestability, uh, a 3D oriented, you know, 3D soul approaches harvestability, uh, their seeking and finding and experiencing is quite different than as they uh, reach po uh, harvestability or as they uh, become higher dimensional beings, which don't even work with this whole system. But uh, as an entity is more evolved uh, on the path, the nature of its seeking and finding and therefore experiencing the results of the seeking change, uh, and that's associated with this acuity of processes of catalyst and experience, which is acuity means sharpness and um, keenness of, uh, of sensitivity or sense, sensory keenness, which is discernment. <laughs> But it's also um, sensitivity to fine quality, higher, imp increased sensitivity to quality. And so, um, uh, th this is, as I've said many times, the nature of the spiritual path um, is the progressive development of sensitivity in all areas of mind, body, spirit, uh, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, interpersonal, uh, collective, uh, sensitive to knowledge and sensitive to the paranormal and sensitive to um, understanding the very nature of discernment itself what is discernment and so this this increasing sensitivity is associated with this increasing acuity of processes of catalyst and experience and so what a well-developed entity experiences as catalyst or even could be called uh, the catalyst that they uh, experience <laughs> and meet is different, actually, fundamentally, than the the catalyst that, that a lesser evolved being meets, like people walking in nature. One person may look at the tree and feel ecstasy <laughs> and see God, and another entity may not even see that tree because they're too busy looking at their phone or they're lost in thought. So if you're lost in thought, um, much catalyst isn't recorded. Meanwhile, if there's a quiet mind and a big open heart, um, the experience of catalyst, <laughs> catalyst before fashioning secondary experience, just the contact with what's called catalyst, uh, 
is much richer and deeper and quite different than a lesser evolved being. And so that's associated with this uh, acu relative acuity of, of catalyst and experience. And so, <clears throat> I mean, I see that all the time. I watch a movie and I found some really beautiful things. And um, I read 10 reviews and eight of them thought uh, only saw some of the um, distortions or the shortcomings of the movie overall and found nothing of value. And I found a lot of value. Meanwhile, I acknowledge all their points too, but they don't mean much to me <laughs> because I'm looking for what has value. They're looking for what has fault. Very different, actually. So if you look for trouble or you look for failings, you'll find them. And if you keep looking and if you look for love, light, and beauty, you'll find that too without, mm, without necessarily uh, going to ignorance and, um, you know... Um, non-perception of, of failings as well. I mean, <clears throat> the, the spiritual path is um, increasingly inclusive, not exclusive. It's not just, the spiritual way is not rejecting materialism. <laughs> it includes appreciation of the material and the sensory and uh, builds upon that and then includes the higher and then integrates higher and lower and sees that as one. So anyway, 9235, uh, the final of the session, Don asks, is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact? Ra said, the support group is functioning well. The instrument itself might ponder some earlier words and consider their implications. We say this because the continued calling upon vital energies, if allowed to proceed to the end of the vital energy, will end this contact. There is not the need for continued calling upon these energies. The instrument must find the key to this riddle or face a growing loss of this particular service at this particular space-time nexus. And so, um, then they go on. All is well. The alignments are exemplary. I am raw. I leave you, my friends, in the love and the light of the one infinite creator, Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. And so, oh, this is sort of portentous. Now again, this session, 92, July 8, 1982, July 8, 1982, uh, nearly two years later, we have session 106. So there was a lot of delay and a lot of trouble in those two years. <clears throat> um, but two years later, the sessions, the contact was over. Two years is still a long time. Uh, one, session 106, March 15, 1984, it's gone. It's over. That's it. That was the last session. And so in less than two years, indeed, the contact was over. Uh, not because in this case of Carla's not directly, we can say, because of Carl, <clears throat> Carla's continued calling upon vital energies, which really means that she was um, not taking care of body adequately. Her physical energy complex level was so low or at bankruptcy, close to zero, that inevitably to stay alive, to keep working, to keep going, 
she was continuing to call on vital energy by verve and will. It's like um, when the body is completely exhausted, uh, one keeps going. How? By vital, vital energy. How? By drawing on will, the will to go forward, which is fine, which is nice and works okay. The will to the will to persist, but um, if that goes to the end of vital energy, then the person dies, or has a total breakdown. It just goes over. It's just ended, and then the person has a breakdown, ends up in a hospital, is real burnout, and may die, and that's the end of that. So, you can make use of vital energy long after physical energy has ended, or physical complex energies remain at zero. One can still uh, live on verve, live on vitality. But (laughs) one will then get to the end of that too. And at that point, you'll die. Or there'll be a major breakdown of physiological systems. And she was moving that way. And um, that's not a good thing. And so even though the alignments were exemplary, that's a, that's a pretty, you know, when Ross says that, um, that's called an A+. plus, In my book, if Ross says alignments or something is exemplary, um, they deserve credit for perfection, you know, excellent, excellent um, conscientiousness or care in making the alignments, which really means in um, love, wisdom, spiritual, true preparation for the contact. Meanwhile, Carla was still burning herself out. And Ra's very, very direct about it, saying um, if if she goes to the end of the vital energy, it'll end the contact. Uh, If she doesn't, um, she doesn't have to. There's not the need for continued calling upon the energies, meaning the physical energy complex could well be replenished. She needs to rest more, she needs to do less, she needs to get more loving, <laughs> she needs to be uh, more soft on herself and, and not be such a martyr. It didn't have to be the way it was. And that that's a riddle, meaning like, what's the problem here? She didn't know what the problem was, actually. She didn't have the key to the riddle, uh, you know, two years into the contact, and uh, two years before the end. Uh, the key, I think, was uh, Ra's comment about the, the transition from worth in action to worth in S, E-S-S-E, meaning sense of self-worth based in action, which is where it was for her at this point, which is why <clears throat> only action, uh, which continual action you know, or excessive action that led to this bankruptcy of physical energy and continued calling on the vital to also approaching bankruptcy, that that um, energy depletion of physical and vital was the result, I think, of not having moved out of the distortion, the distorted core belief that uh, self-worth is based on action, rather than self-worth is based in S, E-S-S-E. Means on ba- uh, finding, Ross said, self is a being of infinite worth. Worth, 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 infinite worth. And that's really where most distortions originate from, it seems to me. The core beliefs associated with self. The core beliefs associated with sense of self. Second, 2.2. I'll call it 2.2. And relates to every chakra's second subplane, particularly 4.2, 6.2. 
and 4.6 or particularly uh, 6 point, <clears throat> uh, 6.6 6. <laughs> Carla was obviously a soul at uh, 6.7 uh, finishing remedial work on 6.6 .6 by the uh, way of resonance with 2.2 .2. and so uh, the final the final purification of 6.6 .6 requires a um, much more profound purification of 2.2 .2. and that is the emotionally based sense of self and very much associated with the sense of self-worth and if the sense of self-worth is based in action meaning when I act uh, of sufficient qual quantity and quality, right? Quantity, amount of action, quality, type of action, only by sufficient quantity and quality do I have uh, worth. Otherwise, I am worthless. That's where she was at. That's where most people are at. seems to me that's where she's at. That's my interpretation. And most people's distortions come out of a damaged sense of self. It's 2.2 blockage, which is low self-worth, which is just your idea. It ain't true. It's just a distorted self-belief or core belief associated with sense of self. Most people have that. And so that's why most people look to others for self-validation. They feel never enough. They feel um, they can't rest well. <laughs> How can you go on vacation when your mind is um, not at peace? You go on vacation, but your mind is disturbed. What vacation is that? How about a vacation for your mind? Hmm. Do you know how to rest? Hmm. One can't rest when one doesn't like oneself. One can't rest when one thinks one is not of essential worth or value. Worth in us. In, in terms of what we are, not who you are and what you do. Worth sent based on knowing what self is. Six chakra. Self is a being of infinite worth, complete and all perfect. Basically, you know, knowing your essence, <laughs> uh, resonating with the truth of one's, of, of true being. True nature is true being. <laughs> but she hadn't really gotten that yet. And um, I don't think, I don't know if she ever got it, frankly, because um, I think she really drove herself um, all the way in this lifetime, and, and uh, you know, there's a nobility to martyrdom, um, but if you don't know the self-worth or self, you know, if you don't, when you know the self, uh, the, the nature of self, the nature of identity, true nature, being the nature of um, being, the, our identity as being, true nature as true being, when you know that, then naturally the sense of worth uh, moves towards um, the basis in reality. <laughs> not a basis in thought. The basis in reality. What you are. Not who you are. What you are. And then one, one can um, uh, chain, one can um, serve without physical action. Like the adept no longer expecting results on visible planes. One can be and appreciate being, um, and not be so attached to doing. <clears throat> and so um, she had to face the key to the riddle, meaning what was the problem here? Why is she burning herself out and now burning out physical, now burning out vital? Or 
<clears throat> face a growing loss at this particular service, at this particular space-time nexus, which seems to have been what happened. And that's that. And um, um, it's a shame what happened there. So, uh, next session. Just a second. Uh, I'm a hard driver here. Uh, session 93 next time. Oh, interestingly. Okay. Session 92, we just finished, was July 8. Uh, the next session, 93, was August 18, uh, about five weeks later. And so things were rough, <clears throat> and um, they needed maybe Don at work, and they had other things going on. Five weeks later, they had this session, 93, more discussion about the archetypical mind and the catalyst of mind, which is very interesting because, you know, I can speak in a simplistic way about catalyst as that which about you know, sensations in the body, the the five types, the five sense doors, <clears throat> as sensation in the body, like uh, touch, taste, smell, sight, hearing. The mind sense six, the sixth sense of the mind, uh, as the feed meaning what happens in your mind, as the feeders of catalyst, or <clears throat> the um, means by which catalyst is generated, but that's still a shallow view. And um, uh, catalyst is um, not just that, or can be understood much more deeply than just that. And so next time, or in session 93, we'll get into that. And uh, more about the raw contact. It's uh, not such a long session, interestingly. And we'll explore particularly then the first three cards, Matrix, Potentiator, and Catalyst. Now, <clears throat> uh, there are a couple of little things that I can add um, about Matrix, the interplay of Matrix and Potentiator uh, for Mind um, in the last ten minutes here. Oh. The conscious mind, uh, as I said last time, it seems to me the significant other, our true significant other, is uh, the subconscious. <laughs> your your primary partner is um, deep mind. Because um, e even our relations with other people uh, come through mind, <laughs> right? Uh, I look at her and she speaks, and I feel, and then I think and reply. Uh, I'm interacting with her, let's say, my partner, my significant other, or anyone. Um, how so is this happening? What, let, let's look into it. Well, there's the visual uh, experience uh, of, let's say, her, her face, her body, her clothes, her appearance overall visual signals. There's the auditory, what I hear. So there's particularly what I see and what I hear. It's her. Uh, what I see and what I hear, particularly what I see at any one time, is not simply the product of her clothing or face or appearance or the lighting. 
but um, my thoughts about her uh, <clears throat> and um, the dynamics of the relationship overall. And that changes over time too. And so <clears throat> we can see clearly and we can see with some confusion. And so we can see the person as they are by the visual. We can see their mind by their visual, by their physical, obviously. Um, but we may not be able to do that so well. Meaning we may not be able to see their mind very well. <clears throat> sometimes or most of the time. Therefore, our catalyst is uh, different. If we see their mind <clears throat> by seeing their face, we know their mood, we might even know their thoughts. We might even know why. And we might even know the solution to where they're blocked, if they're blocked, or not. We may know the basis of their mind state by the visual only. Not just the mind state, but the basis of the mind state. Okay? Then it's a pretty rich catalyst there. <clears throat> but but what is it? Is it her or is it me? Well, we could say it's both. Um, but mainly it's me and me. It's an, the autistic approach to a spiritual path. Meaning, uh, <clears throat> there is another, it seems... Uh, it's another self. Uh, what I see, <clears throat> what I experience, very much depends on this acuity of perception and <clears throat> how well um, my own mind has been uh, self-potentiated by spiritual seeking up to this moment and in this moment. And then, uh, what I'm relating to <clears throat> is my my differential degree of of mind potentiation in sensitivity to the totality or gestalt of who she is right now. There's the totality of who she is, the other person, or boy or girl, doesn't matter. Let's say it's a her. <clears throat> the, the gestalt, the totality of what she is now, um, I only partially experience uh, because I only partially uh, have sensitivity to. But uh, increasingly, as this mind is potentiated, then this mind's perception and awareness of all else is uh, increased and, and developed and, and uh, refined, expanded, deepening, broad and deep, right? Quality and quantity. I see more, <clears throat> and I see more deeply, and I feel more, and I know more. And so that's a very becomes a very rich experience of the other. Whose experience is it? It's not hers, it's mine. It's based on her? Nah, yeah. It's triggered by her, but it's <clears throat> this mind's capacity to know by deep feeling and seeing, or know more, experience more, <clears throat> by um, a developed um, ability to see and feel and know. See more, feel more, know more, experience more. <clears throat> it isn't based on the other, it's based on this mind. On this mind's commitment to its own development. So who am I dealing with? Well, I'm dealing with her and I'm dealing with me, both. Um, okay. But primarily, actually, <laughs> we're, I think we're dealing with ourselves. Because... Um, uh, the other the other self exists within this mind um, ontologically um, not to the point of psychosis like oh my god you're just dreams in my mind but um, 
the the sphere of conscious mind um, is not limited by the body. Uh, the sphere of conscious mind grows um, as it is self increasingly self potentiated, and so this is what I'm saying about <clears throat> the relationship between conscious and and subconscious, or <clears throat> sub or conscious and the fruits of seeking uh, is the primary relationship. And so one can uh, work with others in the way of learning to know oneself better. One can work alone in the, with the objective of knowing oneself better. One can work with others <clears throat> or be with others as um, a means of purifying uh, our distortions and getting beyond our blockages and unhelpful patterns. One can do that alone too. <clears throat> uh, but in general, um, we experience the other, or other self, uh, through the filter, or through the means, the lens, within the field of mind, within the field of a relatively potentiated mind. An increasingly potentiated mind is an increasingly spiritualized consciousness increasingly spiritualized consciousness has greater access to blue-green indigo, green-blue indigo. Of course, that's what we mean. So, increasing development of green-blue indigo is increasing uh, heart sensitivity and mind capacity and spiritualized awareness. Awareness of unity, awareness of the physical and the metaphysical being inseparable, awareness of causality, the causal and so, increased wisdom, capacity for discernment, seeing, fine distinction, and uh, increased sensitivity to feeling, my feeling, their feeling, uh, emotionalism, emotionality overall, as well as heart connecting, like, I feel this one's in pain, I feel this one is not in pain, I feel this one is in pain and repressed it, <laughs> I feel pain with them, knowing they're in pain, or feeling their pain, I feel pain. Feeling the pain they don't want to feel, I feel pain. Things like that. <laughs> That's very bitter, is uh, feeling the pain of the other that doesn't want to feel their own pain, or the pain that they carry that they keep avoiding, but I'm feeling it. And so the, <clears throat> um, the potentiation of conscious mind is in many ways its enrichment by act by continued and growing activation of green blue indigo which means the enrichment of conscious mind the potentiation of conscious mind the spiritualization the um, in, in, increasing love wisdom spiritual activation or um, heart wisdom um, qualification conditioning of mind uh, is primarily what we're experiencing <laughs> in life and so, um, if you want to change your life, change your mind, so they say. And so, uh, the world looks different when, when you clean your eyes. <laughs> so, clean your eyes and you'll see the world differently. Clean the mirror and the reflectivity will, brought, will, will bring a very, quite different experience of, of all inner, outer and the apparent distinction between them 
and physical and metaphysical or material spiritual. These uh, apparent dualities, polarities, <clears throat> will be increasingly experienced as a unified field um, when the doors of perception are cleansed, right? When the doors of perception are blown out more properly. He didn't know that. Blake, uh, you know, we start with doors of perception, then we talk about <laughs> the recognition that there never have been doors of perception, they're just temporary, um, temporary setup, temporary equipment. So, it goes on and on and on. But, um, the potentiation of consciousness, or the enrichment of mind by spiritual seeking, is is no different than the increasing activation of green blue indigo and its increasing presence and conditioning qualifying activity in mind in life in speech and deed coming out of mind mind you know thought word and deed it's not just thought it's mind <clears throat> mind condition the the atmospheric of mind um, giving rise to thought giving rise to uh, word and physical activity. So it's a big piece of work, and um, we shouldn't um, see the self, we, we, we shouldn't, I think, uh, contract the nature of soul evolution <clears throat> by the specifics of these uh, major arcana tarot characters. Mm, the equipment is not the, the user. <laughs> The, um, the vehicle is not the uh, driver. The driver uses the vehicle. And <clears throat> while body is the vehicle for physical incarnation in 3D space-time, the uh, archetypes is a portion of the vehicle of the deep mind available for the conscious mind or as the enrichment of mind um, that is, the, is spiritual seeking seeking to feel, to know, and um, to be. So, feeling uh, green, knowing blue, being indigo. So, uh, that's a little, uh, <clears throat> a little uh, rejoinder here. So, next time, we will enter session 93, moving right along. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.